I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Because the revenge is what's is what's blasting yeah. you. I had a whole career of revenge. <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome to Righty's House on Ringer FC. I hope you're all safe and well. Today, we're going to talk about the Euros, including wins for France, Sweden, and the Netherlands. Then, we're going to talk about Raheem Sterling's move to Chelsea. Wow. And my guests are Moyao Quadri and Florence Lloyd Hughes. Hello. You know why I say Florence now? Because I, if I try to say Flo Lloyd Hughes, I, I literally have to think about saying it. So I can say Florence Lloyd Hughes without saying anything. <laughs> How are you, Florence? I'm okay. I'm tired. I survived. I was telling mm. my word, I survived the Warrington Travel Lodge, so now I feel like I can do anything. <laughs> Ian, was... Ian, there were bloodstains on the carpet. No way. Yes. Someone it's... died in my room. Oh my Someone God. died God. in my room. And what about I feel like if I'm to Google, like, top 10 worst hotels, <laughs> that may come up in that. <laughs> it, was, it said it was one star, but I don't even think, I think it was one barely star. half a star. I didn't know you could have one. Yeah, one. bad. Yeah. Heavy one. one. That's, that's what do you insane. expect when you yeah. go to a one star with all due respect? What do you expect, man? There's got if there's know. not blood on the floor, <laughs> you kind of got to complain about it. Blow was there a bed? There wasn't, but you know what I was saying. I actually slept really well, which is the irony. Like I actually slept better than I have. Are in you some telling us that hotels, you you thrive through adversity, Flo? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Yeah, about? I must do. But I mean, how how does the travel lodge in Warrington compare to what you were living up in Paris? Living it up, it doesn't. Leo in Paris. It, it sounds can't. like a film. Leo in Paris. Leo in Paris. <laughs> Paris was amazing. Honestly, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. For context, mm. I went to Car Fifty Four, which is like a World street ball, basketball tournament, jump man, whatever. Mm. And it was just insane. You know, when like, you know, when culture just exists. Right. So I walk in and of course, it's, let's say the, the capacity is supposed to be 6,000. In true Parisian style, there's probably 12,000 people there. Wow. It's a scorching hot weather. Um, everyone just looks drippy. The MC has a shisha pipe. Music's <laughs> blaring. <laughs> oh it's my just God, that's mad. It just, just doesn't make sense. And it's like, I don't think this could ever happen in the UK where you just have the cultural hotbed of so much going on. It was like, I'm home. I'm, I'm, this is, this and what, is was me. it a competition? It so what was it just like? Yeah, hang yeah. Out? So it's a competition. It's a, um, it's a competition where um, basically um, basketball and it's like a world championship. So you've got teams coming from different um, parts of the world. So that the UK had a team for the first time. Luca, who is, um, you know, Slovenian, he brought a team from Slovenia because he was down representing 
that Zion Williamson come down. Um, so yeah, no, that team from South Africa play. Um, who won? What, who who was the best? I think if I remember, I think the French team might have won. Okay, I actually had to leave early on this on the, the last day to get a flight back. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it was such good fun I, I, the, the, the bit I loved the most though Was they had like Little entertainment segments And they had this dance group It was low, It was a, um, all black French girls dance group And my word They were amazing I was just watching I was like oh my god And they had this little girl Come One of the sequins Doing the music and everything. I was like this is amazing It was so good honestly It's one of the, it's one of the best trips I've ever been on Just, just Vibes man Just vibes say- And good weather Nice. Well, it sounds good, but I got I got to get into the um uh into the women's Euros because I went to the um to Teddington the other day, done some stuff, and with the lionesses, and I kind of got to hang and link with with the lionesses. Um, just by there's kind of got a nice little coffee bar right out. Yeah, what was the vibe? I saw your TikTok. It looked fun. Unbelievable. And I was just trying to I was just trying to be there, being cool, and all the girls individually. Some most of them came up. And just, you know, I had a chat and that was just, was just talking. And I was just like, I, I, I don't know. I just felt like a, a fan who's been let behind the curtain and that speaking to them and was speaking really candidly. And, and one of the things that I can't, I cannot get over is the absolute focus and the calmness and Leah's just like unbelievable aura of leadership. She so could see like she was, Everything, she was just in charge, bro, without being like in your face in charge. You could see she had a kind of an awe about the way she was moving around the place. Can what I say something on that, right? Please do, yeah. Do you know what's beautiful about that, yeah? See, you know when you see the journey of um, like a, a player's journey mm. and how sort of that, that's, it's been bestowed upon her, that like she's walked into her destiny of yeah. being this leader, this, the, 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 the lion of the lionesses, the, the leader of the pride. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> honestly... It's beautiful because when you look at her career and everything, when she, I think there was a VT that they did on the first game, showing her for her moments and everything. And look at where she is now. And yes. look at what's potentially to come for her as well. Honestly. She, she, she was born to be a captain. I'm she came you. out of the womb with a captain. Exactly. Oh, exactly. And then when, you, when you look at, like I, I say, like I, I talk about Leah, but I'm going to obviously talk about the rest of the girls. But with Leah and the way she is and the way she's acting, you can see it. If you walked in there, you could see... Yeah, she's she's the captain. Because when you look, when she I, I mentioned that she plays for Arsenal, she plays with Katie McCabe, Kim Little, right? Two real proper captains. When she came into Arsenal, I think, yeah, Steph, Steph Houghton was there, the England captain. So she to, and then she she was with Faye White before, England captain. Casey Stoney, England captain. You know what I mean? The, the only reason why she probably didn't get her berth in England was because Steph Houghton was there playing in her position. Mm-hmm. But she has been literally beside England captains for a whole, or, or captains for a whole career. There's never going to be a problem. And this is why the more I think about it, I thought when you'd think deeply into it, I think, yes, yeah, Serena, you didn't need to bring that heat on yourself. But at the same time, going back to what I was saying with the girls, they are so calm and focused. You can see it in the eyes. Oh, it makes me so excited. Honestly, you can so see it in the eyes. So and then what's it. it called? And then you've got Alessia Russo. I've done a little bit with Alessia Russo. And just, I'm just sweet, wonderful people, bro. Just really, really was a pleasure to be there. And you could see, like I say, the intensity and the calmness of what Serena's doing there, guys, in keeping the lid on such an unbelievable result, simply because 
I'm meeting people now who, who saw me on it the other day and they're talking about, oh my God, they're so good and this and that. And people say things like, um, but aren't Norway good? Because they're obviously people who don't, don't watch it. And they said, aren't Norway good? And I said, fucking yes. This isn't no joke. Just because obviously we've, we've hammered teams in the qualifiers, this isn't no joke result. This is a seminal result. This is a proper, this is a statement result. It's a h- historical result. Historic <laughs> result, you know, in, in, in the Euros score lines. And so I'm t- explaining to people how you must watch. You have to watch and see what's going on. And like I say, obviously we hope it's not going to be the common, it's not going to be the, the summit of their achievements. But c- gosh, I'm, I'm so excited about it. And even watching the French last night, guys. Uh... And the way the French started that game as well, chances missed. But they have got um, a, a, a vibe and an energy and a, and a pace to them that I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, this team, if, because they missed some chances and you're thinking they needed to put them away. They really needed to put that team away. And then when I heard the manager um, talk about, yes, we kind of, we, 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 we started to doubt ourselves. I'm saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't give out those gems. We've got to get this team to doubt themselves. You know, that ma- she, she's chaotic. She, she's always trying to, she's always doing yeah. the weirdest things. I've been refreshing my Twitter timeline this morning to try and see what's going on with uh, Marie Antoinette Cototo because yeah. she did not look in a good way. No, she no, no. Injured. Even in the warm up, even in the warm up, yeah. she was heavily strapped. I think she didn't run in, right? She came off, what was it, like 15, 20 minutes? Mm. I think they were 1 0 up by that point. It was not long after they scored. She went down, she hobbled off, she had an ice pack on her knee. Then at full time, she was on crutches and she could barely like yeah. pop up the steps. Yeah. Now, Diacra said afterwards, she's fine. Oh, she's God. absolutely fine. She did not look fine. I have been refreshing, crossing my fingers because, you know, if we don't want to see another yeah. big player no out of this reason, tournament. Yeah, no. this, like, she missed the World Cup because she wasn't picked because of Diacra's nonsense. And we, we just don't want her to miss uh, another tournament like this. I just hope she's going to be okay because mm. it would be such a shame. It's so interesting you mentioned that, Flo, because a lot of the storylines that have come out this Euros have been players, you know, who missed last tournaments, had major injuries, and they're playing on the biggest tournament in their lives and they're delivering. I can't mm. tell you how many people scored goals this tournament. It's like, that person wasn't in the squad last year, but done this. Even if you look at someone like Beth Mead, that the revenge tour is still going on. It's like, listen, everyone tour. has said sorry. Why are you still doing this? They have yeah, but that's where, that's, where Beth, that's where Beth is at her best. She has to have a yeah. chip on her shoulder because yeah. she just, I remember when, um, what, what, I think it was that Northern Ireland game at Wembley and Ian posted that gif from Inside Out where that like emotion is like on fire and yes. he's like flaming. Yes. Yes. And you were like, this is Beth Mead. And that is Beth, that is literally her, yeah. it, like inside her is something mm. flaming. But, and people need to keep telling her that she's on a revenge tour because yeah. you never want that tour to end. Because as soon as she's like doing a farewell tour, then, you know, the Beth, nope. Beth Mead is over. We need it. Like, how long can you keep the revenge within you? <laughs> like, you know, the thing is, is that because the, because the revenge is what's, is what's blind, Blasting yeah. you. I had a whole career of revenge. There you go. So Beth can learn from the best. <laughs> Honestly, a whole career of revenge, especially like 92 when I didn't go to Sweden when I won the Golden Boot. Then I had the revenge of not qualifying for the World Cup in 94. Then I had the revenge of 96 because we did, like, you know, Terry Venables dropped me the game before they were all leaving to go. Then I had the revenge because 98, I done my hamstring the week after, like the week leading into going to the World Cup. And Glenn Hoddle told me I'm going. My whole career, 
was about revenge and proving. And this is what, I suppose it keeps you going, but I think that since Chloe Kelly's come back, Beth, she's just kicked into... Kicked into Healthy like, competition yes, yes. is good competition. And that's why before, prior to the tournament starting, I was talking to a few people. I think I spoke to Fleur about it as well. And I said, this team in terms of the squad is the definition of where healthy competition to be. Because mm. you could pick so many different levels. I think, I think you spoke about it, right? You could pick so many different 11s and you could be mm. like, you know what? That deserves to be the 11 that starts. Yeah, but she, Serena's saying but she's going to go with the same. It's about together. Yeah, mm. no, she said she's going to yeah. keep driven. She's going to go with the same. That's what she's done with the Netherlands, didn't she? Which is still fine because the people that are not in the squad, yeah, but the people mm. not in the squad are going to be like, no, 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 no. I, I have some words about that. I'm going to force my way into the squad or when they come on, I'm going to be on fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. I tell you what, um, watching, watching the Netherlands, watching them come back, watching so pleased with Daniel van der Donk there, scoring that brilliant goal. But again, you know, you know when you beat a team coming in, like we beat them coming in and we really gave them a hammering at Leeds. That is the kind of thing that sets a team on the proper path because they will want to make sure that Revenge. at some stage, yeah, they, they want to play us again probably. They want to play us again and that's the thing you have to be, you have to be ready for. And this is why with Serena and her calmness and not giving anything away, like Diacra, I was reading something where the, the French fans and everybody in France could not believe how animated she was on the line when they were scoring all those goals against Italy. They said, oh my God, what's wrong with her? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like she's showing a side that they've not seen before. So mm. I cannot believe in a tournament you come out and you say, you give, the, you give your op opposition that kind of insider information when they don't score, how they, with players that they've got, great players, like Cascarino, it's unbelievable the way she's playing at the moment, right. the skills. I've got, I've got a theory on this year. Go on. Watching the French team, they like it when someone tries to slightly disrespect them. And the game, the, the Belgium game is a prime example because that game, that was the one shot they had in that half. Beautiful work to move. The reverse mm. pass was insane. Mm. It goes in and they go, thank you. Because everything that happened after that, I was like, oh my word. It's like, they need, you know, sometimes like everything can't be too perfect for some people or some yeah. sort of teams. They need something to sort of just tease them a little bit. So mm. I feel like she's put that information up. So people think, you know what, we're going to get it up a hand. We're going to try and give it to them. And they're going to be like, thank you. That's what we needed. We're going to give it right back to you. I just feel like they're one mm. of those teams where everything just can't be in a state where it's hunky-dory. But that's been French football across everything say, for history, years. History, yeah, history tells they us, love right, chaos. that the, the, French, <laughs> the chaos. French love chaos at major tournaments. And yeah. they, could, they could have got probably, and you know, this is making jumping to a lot of conclusions, but they were very close to getting to potentially a World Cup final on home soil 
even with all that chaos. Yep. We've seen them channel it in the men's game with loads of chaos and literal like revolts in the dressing room. And they could do it again this tournament. They could be one of the unhappiest teams of all time and still mm. come away with the trophy because they thrive off it. I saw some stuff from Wendy Renard where I thought, you know something? I, 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 I put pressure on her. I see her give the ball away. I see her, I see her commit herself going too deep in getting herself too wide out. She got turned a couple of times. And I think just watching that kind of stuff just makes you think we maybe need to put more pressure on her. Because I look at defenders and think, how am I going to fucking get the better of it? What I saw from her, if I was saying someone who's playing up against her, as I say, don't take for granted that she's going to be great. Because I saw her some of the time she passes the ball, she passes the wrong side of her defender when she's got time. I see her, like I say, she goes in, she kind of gets sucked in, and then she got turned in and around halfway. I'm saying, yeah, those little things are enough for me to say, yeah, as much as you are great, you, you, can, be, you can be focused on. There's just this sort of aura that she has, similar to what you said about Van Nett, there's an aura. Mm. Can you take the aura away by making her run towards her own goal? Just having yeah. a situation that she's not fully comfortable in. Exactly, because what happens when you're that good, right, is that players, even when they're good and they're quick, they'll get to you and then they'll stop and then you think, why don't you take her on? Yep. Because they'll stop because the aura and everything. The aura is too much. <laughs> exactly. Mario, what you were saying as well about um, the, the narrative for this tournament around people who've missed out and comebacks. Uh, we've got to talk about Alexandra Pop, who's spent so much time out with knee injury and scored against Spain on, uh, what was it, Tuesday night. And it was so emotional. Like it was such a special moment for her and the way that her, her whole team kind of, grabbed her and got round her and they were all celebrating with her in that moment. I mean, that was special. And it also just confirmed to me how well drilled the Germans are. Mm. I think it's the German and the Germans and the French that are scaring me the most this tournament. The, 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 uh, the, the favoritism I had towards Sweden has kind of diminished a little bit because I've been a bit disappointed in them so far, but Germany are just so well Drilled. Well, oil the machine. You, know you can never do. write off efficiency. You can mm. never write off efficiency. And especially when you sort of bring in the context of what's happening. This is the, we talk about, you know, tournaments come around and we say, oh, this is, it's a big moment for someone to go to a tournament. This is the biggest tournament ever. Biggest tournament of their lives. Now, if you're a well-oiled machine and you're used to it and you, you know, you have, you know, you've been in these situations before, you're going to be okay with that. And I think mm. that's why Serena's great for, for, for England because she's seen it, she's done it before. Very calm, very confident, yeah. So, Flo, I'm, I've got the, um, the game tonight. So with Northern Ireland tonight, what, what are you doing for it? Because I know you've been doing some serious travelling. What's your moves on the Euros for this weekend? Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be at Southampton mm. on Friday. We're going together. We're going, we're going together. together. Road trip, right, girls. Father and daughter. Um, <laughs> father and daughter, <laughs> day daughter out. <laughs> Um, then on Saturday, I'm going to be at uh, Denmark, Spain, which I'm really looking forward to because mm. that is a straight shootout for yes. who's going who's to um, get through from Group B. And then Sunday, I've got to go back to Lee. Uh, I think I'm doing uh, Sweden, Portugal. And then Monday, I'm going to Manchester or Italy, Belgium, which is a bit of a shootout as well for group for Group D. So yeah, a lot of big games coming up. Just quickly though, who do you fancy? I looked at France yesterday and I felt like, yes, I know I fancied France. I like Germany, obviously England as well. But like, I, I don't want to get overexcited about England. 
But the fact is, I do fancy us. But who are you feeling? Who are you feeling? I called it from before the tournament. I said, I'm going with England, not because of, you know, passion and everything. I said, just in terms of the squad, mm. the sort of, var- the different sort of weapons you can utilise. And the fact that that squad, as you build for a tournament, can get better and better. Mm. And if it clicks like the Norway game showed, mm. it could be dangerous. That was, that was why I went for England early on. I just feel like when you've got a player like Hemp, who's, she's not even, she's yeah, not even get, she's she, never started she ain't kicked yet. In yet. She ain't kicked in yet. Oh, it's just, and she's still doing stuff. You know, France yeah. though, France with, um, for me, like watching Cascarino, Diani. You know what I mean? I know that Katoto's out and that, but like... That could be massive. Even, though, the, even the left-back, Paraset, she looks <laughs> awesome. They've got a team, like I say, that they're they the ones that I've watched and I thought, yeah, you know what I mean? And Gioro, you know what I mean? Gioro's scoring goals. So they seem to be the ones that I feel that if we're going to win this tournament, at some stage, we're going to have to beat them. And that game is a game that I would love to see. You know what? The Netherlands... I like the way that they're silently going, going about their business. You know, after the, after the beating they took from us in, at Leeds. But I'm very excited about it at the minute. Very excited. Who are you going for, Flo? Well... It's coming home. <laughs> obviously, I'm going to go with England. But in reality, they've got to get through Germany in the semi-final mm-hmm. and then France in, in the final to win the thing. So yeah. if they do they will truly prove to, yeah. that they are hands down the best because those yeah. are the other two best teams in this, in this tournament, in my, in my opinion. So it's going to be a hell of a ride. With, with that, before we wrap on this, is I would want us to be going that route and beating those totally. teams. Totally. So that you get to the final and you beat those teams and bam, in your own country. And you know what? We're capable of doing that. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. So, Mioa, man, Raheem Sterling to Chelsea, bro. 
Oh, Can man. I just say something just quickly? It's really strange when you see Raheem Sterling in the Chelsea shirt. This is not my favourite Chelsea shirt. <laughs> Seeing him in the Chelsea blue and not the light blue was, it kind of, your eyes have to kind of like focus. It was really strange. What was it like for you to see? He, said, he said it himself when he said, a bit darker this one. <laughs> when he was doing it. But honestly, I can't tell you how many times I'll just be sitting down and I'll go, Raheem. Like this is, this is for me. The dream. Like for, like for the culture, this is like when Beckham signed for Madrid. It's right. that sort of move. It's like, oh my God. He's coming to London. Like he's coming mm, to Chelsea. Like, it's just, it's just insane. And I've been trying to explain to people like he's 27 years old. Last five seasons, consecutively double figures in the mm. Premier League. Mm. Two of those seasons, he's been sporadically played. If you look at, you know, the Euros, that was him going back to old school Raheem. It's his third top six club. I don't understand how people try to belittle the, the, the level of this player. He's 27. He's 27. I've never, I don't remember a time where Raheem had a bad injury. He's durable. This is a massive signing. I'm trying to think of another player that's had three elite clubs like that at, by the time they're 27. 27? It'll be hard to find. I can't remember too many people who've done that. It's an amazing achievement up to this point. I, I just hope that it all works out because... I'm still thinking Chelsea need to make some more signings. I think they'll get it done, though. I think they'll get you it think? done. They seem to be pretty ambitious. Every day I see them linked to a new player. They're going to be getting, what, at least two new centre-backs? Mm. Like I think they're going to get it done. I, they probably, what are they going to do about centre-forward, though, Maya? Like yes. where Because if they're going to play Sterling out wide, who is going to be is someone going? What's happening Who's with Pulisic? What's that? So, ZH yeah, is like, gone. Yeah, I think what will happen is... Ultimately, I think Tuchel would have looked at Havertz's last two seasons at Bayer mm. and looked at the latter part of the seasons and said, you really thrived in this position. How can we make this work for you? Because ultimately, last season you came and you had a good run, but ultimately it was like, it was either Timo, then it was either Lukaku, it was either you. Mm. I think he's going to be given the helm and he's going to be allowed to make that centre-forward position his own or that central position his own. And then when you've got someone like Raheem that can float and move about, it's just perfect. It means that Havertz may not have to float as much because when he was at Bayer, I think he was getting into double digits goals. He was scoring the headers. He was picking up pockets. He was facilitating for the rest of the team as well. But they worked for him as opposed to sort of just plunked him in there. And I think that mm. could potentially be a way forward. If Brozier doesn't so go... So he, he can play in front of Mount? Yeah, yeah. So I think you'd probably have him there. You'd have Sterling on one side and then you'd select mm. you have... Sterling automatically walked I, in. I, I would have I would have Havertz down the centre. I just if as long as Raheem has got those people that he can that they, he could play off and get that ball in that area where he comes in, where he comes in off the back post, and you, they obviously need to make sure that the link can happen because remember Raheem scored a lot of his goals coming in and bam, one touch finishing, and that's mm -hmm. what City do. City create those chances where the ball's coming across. But Chelsea are more than capable of doing that. Chelsea are more than capable if of doing we that. Can so keep Reese James and Ben Chilwell fit. Yeah. Because yeah, for someone like backs, Sterling, yeah. that is mm. a dream come true. You're telling me these guys are going to hug the touchdown and just flood passes in. I'll be at the back post waiting all time. If we can keep yeah. them fit or have backup, because that was, that was what derailed the season last season. As soon as Reese James wasn't fit, everything fell down. Chilwell wasn't there. Alonso, you know, God bless him, but he hasn't got the legs to do what needs to be done. If... And the great thing is, everyone knows that Chelsea are sort of sporadic, but with 
Spurs' sort of resurgence and what they're trying to do under Conte. Chelsea have an opportunity where they can kind of go under the radar a little bit. Yeah, you've got new owners and everything. Mm. But yeah, City, you've got Haaland. You've got to win the league again. Liverpool, can you challenge? Man City, Man United, ah, Ten Hag. Chelsea can kind of sleep under the radar because like, oh, look, Conte's building a super team over there. Don't worry about The thing is as well, you look at Chelsea because like when Lukaku came, there was a lot of us, a lot of pundits that, mm. that, that, that said Chelsea. Now, for, it didn't work. And I'm, I'm very disappointed it didn't work out for Romelu because mm. he came with a lot of talk about what he, was, what he wanted to do. do and what he wanted to do. And, you know, whether the manager picked or not, you know, then the interview. But the fact is, I believe that Raheem Sterling's signing is a proper, a, a, a signing of a player. He's, 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 a, he's already a legend in the league. He's already got his 100 goals. He's already like captaining. He's done everything. And he's coming to a place where, let's face it, the elephant in the room with everything that happened with him at Chelsea. You know what I mean? He's kind of put all that to bed, come in there, saying that he wants to play for them and do well for them. This is a great signing for Chelsea in more ways than just a good player coming to them. This is a, a massive move, a massive move from the, um, from the owners in what they want to do and what they want to try and do with the, the way people see the club. I think that Chelsea and this owner, they're making some proper moves behind the scenes and on the pitch. I think it's very exciting for Chelsea at the minute. I think that's an a magnificent signing. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, I wrote, I wrote a piece on, on it and since then I've been talking to people, a lot of people say, are saying stuff like, for the first time ever, I would run to buy a Chelsea jersey because I'm slapping Sterling on the back. Mm. Like, if, if, you, if you really take in what that means, that is insane. And even like, the whole situation. Um, I've had conversations with people and, and it, 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 sometimes it's a hard thing to grasp for a lot of people, but it, within the UK, anywhere in the world, if your decisions were solely based on, we, we can't afford our decisions to be solely based on whether we, something that happened or not. We don't have that luxury. Mm. And the, the beautiful thing about Raheem is he has done so much off the field to influence I always say it, like, if you look at the England camp, he's got one of, I think he has the most caps in that England camp, but he's big bro. Now he's going to Chelsea where you've got people like Reese James, Mason Mount, all of these guys that look up to him is like, big bro is here. He has the opportunity for the first time in his career to be the main man. It's, it's a beautiful journey for him. And, I, and I, I, I was confident about Rom and obviously it didn't work out and I hope it works out for him at Inter because mm. ultimately sometimes when you go where you're appreciated and everything or where you feel like you're at home you can perform but I have no doubt that Raheem's going to be a success at Chelsea I am so sure of it I am so 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 sure of it he's back home like even that fingers alone fingers crossed man does something it's, fingers it's crossed because even with, with Rom I felt the same I felt my god when they just dropped this guy into this Chelsea side with the way that they were going on, I was thinking, wow, this is it. In that Arsenal game, mm -hmm. in that Arsenal oh game. Oh my God. They looked so good. They looked and so then good. But just, at the time, the Arsenal, peak, were, Arsenal were poor for me in that game. They were yeah. letting that pass go into him and he was just bullying us. But I, I just hope for Raheem's sake that they can, Chelsea can get the players they want so as he can, because talking about somebody who's come from City with every single person in that side is performing, for the, performing because they know what it means to have to perform, not only for that manager, but just stay in that team. And you just want the same thing to be in the Chelsea side in the way that they they're playing for their places. They're playing to try and win stuff. They're playing to strive. 
because that's all City done, strive. No matter how much they're beating teams and how, how well they're playing, the grind don't stop. That's what Chelsea need because that's what Raheem Sterling has been used to for the last, like, what, five, six years. So that's what I'm hoping they can do. They can replicate because we've seen Raheem, yeah, he's missed chances and he's done stuff. You're hoping that at Chelsea, when that happens, because he's probably going to miss chances and that, he's going to get the same leeway that he's got at City because you know that some, another chance is coming at some stage and then he'll take it. So you're just hoping that it's a different kind of pressure that he's going to be under at Chelsea where they're going to know we've got a G here. Let's just give him time to settle here and we're going to get, we're going to get everything what we need from him. Mayo, I've got, got to ask you, because Sterling come in there, what happens with Pulisic? What happens with Callum Hudson-Odoi, with everything what we were expecting from, from Callum and we thought that Tuchel loved him and it was going to happen. Um, Christian Pulisic, to be fair, um, in flashes we've seen stuff. What's going to happen with those two players, bro? You know what? I don't know. It's a weird one. They've got to go. They've got, I Who's think got, they've got uh, to go. Uh, uh, I think Pulisic definitely, at least with Hudson Odoi, you've got versatility. So he he can fill in at win, win back if you need. It's but... hard to lose Pulisic when you now have American owners and there's American World Cup coming up. Yeah. But... <laughs> See, that's keeping it him for the wrong reasons for him. It can't be all about the brand. It can't be all about the brand. I know. I know. But as we know, it's such a, it's such a massive part. He's also, he's like, he's so injury prone. He's inconsistent. With Hudson Odoi, like... Obviously, in recent weeks, it came out that he struggled last year with a lot. Like there was something like a neurologic um, thing yes, where could, it was no affecting power. his muscle mass and, power yeah. and no power. So I feel like because of how Tuchel sees him and utilised him, he has a potential another lease of life where it's like, okay, let's get you where you need to be and, and then move again. forward. It reminds me a little bit of, you know how Lauren James came to Chelsea mm. and it was sort of, Emma was like, we need to get her to the right place and then mm. she'll be involved. It's, but it's weird for Cho because so much was discussed and he was put on his pedestal. But mm. he's still a young player. He hasn't had that sort of XP that he needs to take him where he needs to be. So I feel with someone like that, you can do that. He's one of your own. With Pulisic, it's a bit harder because you signed him for big money. You took mm. him away from a, a, a talent factory. You can't then put him in a position where he's like, okay, second fiddle. He's going to mm. either want to play or go. And I don't think he's going to want to do the loan business or anything. So I think if anyone, he would potentially be the one to move despite the whole American tie and everything. And I think for me personally, I would rather keep Hudson a day just because, you know, it might be academy bias I just, and the versatility. But I feel as a young player, he still has so much foundation building to do. Mm. There's so much that can come from him. The talent, the talent has always been there. It's just about getting him to a place where can your talent be world-class talent or can it even mm -hmm. be a talent that delivers and adds value? We, we don't know yet because of these injuries and of course the issue last season that we know about now. So, um... I, I think yeah, that's what's going to happen. Mero, do you think, um, do you think a few years ago when he had all the the rumors of offers to like Bayern Munich mm. and and elsewhere, do you think he should have taken that? Because I he I keep thinking I keep thinking gone. about that and thinking there's an alternate universe where he is, you know, thriving mm. in the Bundesliga and a really big part of the England senior squad. He should definitely gone. Yeah, and... I I fear he's going to be in that like second chunk of life you know the reason why i say it is because i've always been a fun believer of new environments challenging yourself we've yeah. seen it with tammy we've yeah. seen it with fakayo we yeah. saw it with ola Aina to a certain extent i feel like a lot of the times british players don't typically make that move and because of the sort of player or baller that we develop on these shores it's a very different asset 
to what's on mainland Europe. So when you go over there, mm. there's mm. not many players like you and you are praised and worshipped and you're pushed forward. Like, and that's why I thought if he had done that, even if it was for two, three seasons, and you learn about, you know, a different style of football and everything, you become a better player because you're building so many experiences and you're moving forward. The situation at Chelsea happened, of course, you know, the whole, you know, England want to play him, what are you going to do? It happened. But I feel like that move would have been perfect for him. Mm. Perfect Mate, move. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, the fact that um, he was in the team, then it all came about, then obviously the new contract, and he's in the first team. So you're mm. where you want to be. So then now it comes down to right now just focusing on, you know, what can I do to be, to be better in the team? What can I work on on my game to make sure I stay in the team? The, the, the main goal, this is why sometimes I think, yes, Jaden Sancho went and people have gone and it might have been great for Callum and Odoi to go and do that stuff. But the main thing that they're trying to do is get back to the first team. Now, I, I totally hear what you're saying with the experiences of being away and knowing about yourself and learning about yourself and playing. But at the same time, you are now in that first team and it's up mm. to you. It's up to you to now do everything you can that's going to keep you in there. Now, once you're in the first team, do you, this is what I'm confused with. Is, is people still say, yeah, but if he went away somewhere, he could have got the experience. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you're there now. Are you mm. the, is it because, is he, so what we're saying, he's there too early to, so, you can still learn about it while you're in the first team and in and around it. This is what I'm, I'm confused with. But for me, with maybe him, because Chelsea is a difficult environment to maybe, learn on the job. Yeah, maybe because you look at all the players that leave Chelsea, like you look at them, like look at Tamori, you look at Tammy, you look at people that leave and Salah, De Bruyne. People leave Chelsea and thrive. I get that, but once you get yourself into a position where you're in the first team, then I think it's down to you to do everything you can to focus on yourself to stay in there because you're there. You know, people go away to come back. And is it just for the experience or is it for the fact that at some stage I want to be in the first team? Well, I, that's the thing what confuses me is that once you're in the first team, do you still need to have that vibe where people are talking about, yeah, but he maybe should have left and got the experience when you're already there? I don't know. It is true. It is true. And I guess when you look at his career, he has been very unfortunate. Very I mean, unfortunate injuries, you know, you yeah. get into it, yeah. then you get injuries or... The, whether we like it or not, this whole sort of expectation of that one day Hazard would go and you look like the person to carry that mantle. I know it's not like most other clubs where mm. it's such a big thing, but it is a massive thing because you've seen this player, you know, the whole time you're in the academy and people are like, listen, one day you're going to take his shirt and then Pulisic takes the shirt yes. <laughs> because Pulisic has this yes. amazing power form. He's had a few moments where it has been very unfortunate and what you do hope is, you know, maybe with someone like a Raheem around him now, an yeah. arm around the shoulder. That is almost like the perfect person you want around you to sort of be like, listen, let's yeah. get this. Let's understand yeah. it. So, um, and he's in an interesting place internationally as well, right? There's conversations about whether he wants to go to the World Cup with Ghana, etc. So this season is a pivotal one for him about what he wants to do. Can he get into that Chelsea squad, add value and really almost kickstart his career in the direction he wants it to go? Mm. That's the thing. That's the thing. I, I hope he can. Because like you say, and, uh, and, and you know, with Raheem going there, I think that's going to be a massive, massive thing for him. A massive, massive boost for him. I hope it's a massive boost for him because, you know, from watching him in the World Cup, the under-17s World Cup, and watching how he, how he just flew. There's something in, there is, there's, that, that's still there. Absolutely that is still flow. inside of him. But he's he world, he's right, world class. 
the right situation to unlock it. That's what the it right is. right environment. Because we've seen him on the world stage at that age and people say, yeah, but you can't judge. Yes, you can judge. Because for that age group and for what he was doing, you know what I mean? He was putting in world-class performances in that, world, in that tournament. And I think that, but for the injuries, he probably continues doing that, depending though on how hard he wants to work on himself and making himself continue to improve. So as you can, so you can gain that consistency of how you play and knowing that in every game you go into, like, like Raheem, every game he plays now, sometimes you might seem a bit quiet, but every game he plays, he has an effect somewhere along the line. When it's not happening for him, you see Raheem, he'll come somewhere else to get involved in the game and get himself going, bam, you build yourself into the game. Those are the things that hopefully he can learn from Raheem because he is a major, major talent that, you know what I mean? for me, can't be wasted whether he plays for England, whether he plays for Ghana. That man should be on an international stage. I hope he has a good season of health. Yeah. And I hope he enjoys football, man. We all see it that when players are enjoying their football, it's a different, different thing. And I hope he can get to a place where he's like that and just enjoying it on thriving because he's a sound guy, proper, proper sound guy. I spoke to him before the beginning of last season. He was talking about adapting his game and learning and how he had aspirations of, you know, adding value to the team. Hopefully this year he can do it. Well, you know what? On that note, you know, we hope he can do that as well. What you want is them man to reach their potential. So fingers crossed that Raheem will help him to do that. But guys, thanks for coming to the yard. I'll see you soon. Well, Flo, I'll see you later. Yeah, see you in Southampton. I'll see you in Southampton. And Mayo, I'll see you soon. See you soon, man. Definitely, you know I mean? definitely. You know what? It's like, just quickly... I t- just seeing Tottenham and Chelsea making signings makes a man just like vex deep down. Yeah, you got signings. Zinchenko's coming. Zinchenko's coming. Oh my God, if Zinchenko, the Zinks. You signed, you signed the, the Lord Saviour already. Like, yes. You know, it's just going in the right direction. It's going in the right direction. Nice one, man. Okay, I'll speak to you guys soon. I love you, man. Love you love too, you. man. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, thank you very much, Mayawa. Thank you very much, Flo. Um, we'll see you soon. Um, I'm looking forward to the game tonight, Northern Ireland. Should be a good game. And we will speak again next week. Take it easy. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.